I'm a firm believer that soil health is human health. And, um, you know, if we start with the land first, you know, it, it will, um, it, it'll reap the fruits um, of our labor and it, it's highly reciprocal. Welcome to Home Green Homes podcast. I am Izumi Tanaka, a green home advisor and a green realtor. Here I invite a variety of experts in the world of green homes and have conversations about how we can all live in healthy, resilient, and efficient homes. My guests provide insight in a wide range of topics from designing, building, and living in green homes, purchasing or financing green homes and improvements, to how we can live to reduce the negative environmental impact from the way we live. My goal is to inspire and inform you about how we can make a difference in our own lives and our environment. Hello, everyone. This is Izumi Tanaka with Home Green Homes podcast. I have invited a special guest today, Diego Trelio, who is a CEO and founder of CircleFoot. And it's a very, very uh, inspiring business that he has established himself with. So I'm going to have him tell us uh, what, what CircleFoot does. But first, I'd like to know, Diego, uh, about your little background and how you got to um, being a contractor and arborist. Thanks, Izumi. Um, really appreciate the invitation to be on your podcast. It's a, it's a pleasure for sure. Um, I got into being a contractor and an arborist um, through food. Oh. Food got me to where I am today. Um, my grandparents uh, were farmers in South America. And they had a farm to table business where they really focused on raising um, poultry and uh, vegetables um, and had a little, you know, restaurant. And, you know, it was mostly for the community and for the family. And so at a young age, I was um, exposed to farming and gardening and um, spending time outdoors and having my hands in the ground you know, very, uh, very exploratory, um, at a young age. And, um, you know, through my young, um, adulthood, uh, particularly after September 11th, um, 2001, I, um, was kind of burdened by, you know, the world's problems. Um, I took a, I took it, you know, really seriously. And I had, uh, put all of that weight on my shoulders. And so I was looking for solutions, you know, and I was looking for um, a change, you know, in the narrative that we constantly were fed from mainstream media. Mm. Um, so I looked, you know, kind of deeply inside and went back to my roots as a, um, as a young farmer with my grandparents. And I came to the conclusion that, um, you know, everything could be solved within a garden or in a farm setting. And um, at the time, I didn't have any land or I didn't have any exposure to it. I was really young and new to it um, for my region. Um, so I, I found an outlet through natural foods. 
and a small store in Burlingame, uh, a mom and pop natural food store called Earthbeam Natural Foods. And I spent nearly a decade there um, managing the store, um, working closely with farmers, uh, patronizing local growers and other farm producers to sell their products and their goods on our shelves. Um, and I think through that, that process um, of learning how to run a business and manage a store and work closely with farmers that I wanted to do the actual work. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, as much as I love being a merchant and being a community center or being inside of a community center where a lot of people come come to you or to me for guidance and, and food, I, you know, I wanted to do the growing, I wanted to do the building and um, do it a, as a, as a profession. So um, fortunately the owner there was very, very um, attuned to my passions and desires to develop a business of some kind. And he helped support me through that entire process. So I'm extremely grateful for that. Um, so, I began working with other tradespeople that were local shoppers to the store and got experienced through the doing. Um, and, you know, a long story short, the licensing and the credentials and um, the business establishment kind of came through that experience at Earthbeam. Mm -hmm. um, and here I am today. Um, with a successful contracting business um, and moving into the real estate space, which seems like a, a really um, natural progression of my um, desires and passions for the land and for people. Um, now the arborists uh, certification, um, you know, I, I, I just have fond memories of climbing trees as a child um, being in awe by, you know, the larger redwoods of uh, the peninsula and the redwood belt. Um, it just seemed, it just seemed natural for me to learn more about trees. And um, I mean, everything that has to do with trees, the soil biology, the, the, the pruning, the, the care and the management, um, you know, their locations, the species, the, you know, everything that has to do with trees. I just really, sank deeply into so it, it's um it's certainly a labor of love mm, thank you that is a beautiful beautiful story and so you created circle foot which is a, a, a service that you create wellness and homes and habitats so mm -hmm. can you tell me about the genesis of circle foot ah uh, so that that really strikes a heart Cord Azumi because it was a um, an expression of a journey that went through my ancestry to clean and cleanse the karma mm -hmm. that um, runs very deep in my family. Um, so in the development of my business, I was very attracted and attuned to uh, indigenous wisdom, indigenous knowledge indigenous land management practices. So I, I, I played, you know, the word game, you know, in terms of like, what am I going to name the business? 
and a lot of the inspiration also came from Earthbeam. You know, um, we all live on planet Earth. Um, you know, the Earth is a circle or it's an orb. Um, everything's connected. And as as humans, we have feet and we walk the land and have walked the land for millennia. And it um, was just a, a coin, like a phrase of, or a wordplay of, of phrases that um, I would bounce off of friends and colleagues. Um, but the real, the real decision to name the business Circlefoot was, um, was a, a, an experience that I had with my then at the time, seventh or eighth month old son. And he was living with his grandparents and his mother at the time um, in Hollister from where I lived in Burlingame, which was, you know, a good hundred miles away. And um, I would ride my bicycle to go see him all the way in Hollister. And I remember one day um, I rode my bike to the house and he greeted me when I got there. And there was a no shoe rule at the time in the house. So I put my shoes or my sandals at the time and I put them there by the door and he uh, he wasn't walking just yet, but he was crawling and we would play with this squishy earth ball. Um, <laughs> and it was like a little planet in his hand. And so rather than coming to greet me when I arrived, he went straight to the earth ball, oh, wow. which was all the way on the other side of the room and then crawled all the way to my sandals and put the earth ball on my sandals and that's when i was like circle foot it it was like this epiphany that i had and um i have such a strong and and um special connection with my son that um i know he he was listening to me and tuning into um what it was that i was uh growing inside um so circle foot the genesis of circle foot is really a story um, based on relationships and connection ancestry and um, relationship to space and place um, permaculture um, regenerative principles and practices um, land management um, design um, craftsmanship um, so it, it all kind of coalesced in that moment Mm. And it was a really beautiful moment Mm -hmm. Um, and still going strong today. Yeah. So tell us some of the uh, services that you offer. I know that um, uh, you're on your website, which which, by the way, your website is beautiful. I have been really uh, enjoying perusing your website. So, (laughs) and and one of the, the, line that says ecologically regenerative outdoor and indoor living mm-hmm. that's what you provide as a service but uh, what does that entail and what does a, a ecologically re- regenerative outdoor indoor space uh, living look like mm. that's a great question um we we offer a slew or a suite of services that encompass indoor and outdoor spaces so um, we offer general contracting services, mm-hmm. landscape um, design and contracting services, and arborist consultation services, um, along with indoor design services and uh, project management services. So really anything that has to do with a home improvement mm-hmm. project, um, our company can address. Mm-hmm. 
And if it can't be readily executed by our interior um, group of staff members, then we tap into our ecosystem and network of subcontractors that we've worked with for, gosh, over a decade now. So um, the, the ecologically regenerative indoor and outdoor um, kind of holistic approach to a home um, really, I, I, I believe, is um, based on uh, the relationships of the people that are on the land or in the space um, and all of the other life around it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and in the, and in the land as well, in the form of soil biology and um, all of that life. So we, we try and work through design to develop those indoor and outdoor spaces so that they're cohesive, mm -hmm. that they're natural, that they're um, interconnected and that they um, flow mm -hmm. um, really well energetically, um, but also, you know, through infrastructure, like it, it needs to um, resonate with not only the unique characteristics of the land and the space, but the people that are there. So it's a, it's a very customized and um, introspective uh, experience, I think. Mm. I love that you said that it's an introspective experience. Mm. And you know, you're, the reason that I'm talking to you today is that your company, your business really is, you know, uh, stands out. You stand out from other contractors and there are many companies, businesses that might offer the same line of uh, services, you know, interior, mm -hmm. exterior, but what makes you stand out is that you're really looking at the project from a holistic standpoint. And like you said, it's an introspective um, uh, experience. And, um, you know, a lot of times landscapes comes last in the projects, right? Like uh, we know, we know some other developers who are building and, you know, that's the last thing they're thinking about. And that's, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to put in my, in my uh, yard or front yard? And mm -hmm. I know that your approach really is uh, based on permaculture principles and like you said, indigenous wisdom. Can you speak a little bit about that, how you approach a project when a homeowners or property owners come to you what is your first thing that you discuss with your clients well that's a great question and i think a big reason why i've decided to um, become a general contractor mm -hmm. so i have more control in the process of development um more importantly have more um insight and um and provisions around um, the planning and the design of the space mm -hmm. um, because we feel like the indoor and the outdoor are completely interconnected mm -hmm. uh, that they have to be addressed in in parallel or concurrently through every aspect of the development of a project so it's it's a um it's a pet peeve honestly izumi where i mean i've heard it a million times you know, the landscapers get the crumbs mm -hmm. on a project, whether it's the budget or the resources or the schedule or, or what have you, they, they, they are um, looked at last in the, 
in the grand scheme of things. And we feel like it's the exact opposite. You know, it should be the first thing that we look at. We look at the land, we look at the space, we talk and converse with the people first and all the way through the development of a project, particularly ones that are on new construction mm -hmm. or renovations that we address the landscape at the forefront so that we can um, develop more cohesion and more, more connections between the indoor and the outdoor. Um, and so we're, our, our bread and butter is really agro ecological landscape systems where we um, develop food systems holistically and, and bring them into the house for the home and the hearth, the kitchen. Um, and so that, that's, that's, I think a, a, the cornerstone of what we do and um, a big reason why we've developed our business to be prime contractors um, instead of subcontractors. Right. So are you seeing in the, in the market out there in your business, people mm -hmm. are more uh, getting attuned to the concept that you offer or how do you reach the, how do you reach your clients? How do you reach your audience? Um, you know, we're not one to advertise too much because we feel like the work speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. uh, the process speaks for itself. Um, so we we do have I think a nice website and a and a, a nice web presence, um, and a lot of networking and um, we've spent a lot of time in the Bay Area, nearly fifteen years. So little by little, we've developed um, a cohort of other contractors, uh, partners, architects, engineers, um, gardeners, designers, uh, and everybody in between. So I think that over time has really solidified our, our, our company in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's pretty, um, I'd say it's pretty prevalent within the trades here in our market where, uh, you know, it's, it's fix and flip, turn and burn. Let's go, <laughs> let's get on to the next project. Um, you know, a lot of the details get marginalized because of the budget and the schedule constraints. And so um, we we want to slow things down a little bit, be more intentional right. with our work, focus on the quality um, and the craftsmanship of, of the space um, and to do it through a process that brings the client or the owners into the um, into the game. You know, I love to say that our projects should be a source of energy and not a sink. And there are so many stories that I hear from owners, um, whether they're property managers or um, realtors or, you know, folks who literally own real property that, you know, they always have some horror story to yeah. share about, about their contracting um, experiences. And that should be, um, that should be changed. And I know Adam and I have spoken, you know, to length about that um, and changing the process. So um, I'm a firm believer that, um, you know, soil health is human health. And, um, you know, if we start with the land first, you know, it, it will, um, it, it'll reap the fruits um, of our labor and it, it's highly reciprocal. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm.
Yeah, so are you finding that more and more people are finding out how you work, unlike some of the other landscaping contractors or general contractors, people are getting to be more attuned to the type of process that you are offering? Yeah, I think for the most part, um, you know, we, we get a lot of calls from folks who, um, you know, they didn't have a good experience with their designer or, you know, they're in the middle of a project and they need, you know, they need to be saved, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and so it's, it's, I think, a, a solid mix of, um, of that and uh, young families. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people who are just moving into the area that just bought a home that are really excited about um, renovating the spaces that, um, you know, they're spending a tremendous amount of time in. Mm -hmm. Um, And along with being available to uh, the open space trust of our area and the resource conservation district of our area, we've, we've got a pretty great, um, we've got pretty great access to all sorts of projects. Um, and that's really um, great at keeping us busy. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So from your perspective, Diego, what should uh, homeowners be thinking about when they are actually thinking of uh, renovating or buying? What would, what would be your tips for people to consider? What's most yeah. important? Um, uh, don't do any work. Just stand there mm. and observe the space for a little while. Um, I think we are all so eager to get going on doing things um, that we don't take the time to not do things and to just simply observe the space to take in the nuances of the landscape or the home where you know if you were to move at a quicker pace these little nuances and these little um details um they get marginalized and they're not um assimilated mm-hmm. so i think a good a good you know piece of advice that i would give out to folks would be to take your time you know and really just observe the space and and do um, do your due diligence, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if that means you have to shop around for a contractor for six months just to get a quote mm-hmm. that you find is reasonable and from a reputable company that you have vouched, they do good work, um, then I think it's totally worth the time. Yeah. I really do, because it'll save... Um, It'll save a lot of gray hair and, and a lot of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. So now I know that you are uh, almost be, uh, getting ready to become a licensed real estate agent. So I am, I'm just really curious, um, what is your vision of, you know, having a, a, a real estate license and being a successful contractor, land landscape d- designer. Mm. Uh, what is it that you you envision doing in this space? Oh boy, um, <laughs> it, it's um. Well, I think first of all, I 
I think it's a natural progression um, mm -hmm. of my of my craft and in my practice. Um, wanting to help, wanting to be a go giver, um, because I've been a go getter for a really long time, and uh, I want to be able to um, provide a service that uh, takes the highly transactional space of real estate and turns it into something that's more human and um more um more connected or connective to to the land and to the home mm -hmm. so um along with wanting to develop generational wealth for our family um you know it seems like a, a natural thing for me to take on um I love I love homes. I love houses. I love indoor and outdoor spaces, um, and I love I love doing business. Yeah, I love I love doing business. And if I can kind of tie them all together, uh, then you know I, I'd be um, you know really 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 happy at the end of the day. Right. Uh, and there's just a lot of opportunity I think within the real estate space to. Um, to change the narrative and to disrupt it um, a little. Mm -hmm. And as you know, um, I am a member of Latitude Regenerative Real Estate, and we we consider ourselves disruptors, <laughs> obviously, in the business. Then, so what is your vision of how you could integrate the you know what you do at Circlefoot and into this development uh, or uh, real estate? Uh, I, I'm particularly um, very interested right now in creative financing, mm. um, you know, seller and owner financing, mm -hmm. lease options, uh, wraps, uh, you know, subject to um, and all these other deals out there that are they're out there, but mm -hmm. they're not through the mainstream, mm -hmm. you know, lending communities so uh for us here in the bay area we're in san mateo county um and our you know median home price i think is about 1.4 1.5 million mm -hmm. and in order to afford that you have to with a w2 you have to make around um 180 to 190 thousand dollars a year um and so that takes i think there's a, a big polarity there yes and, it's difficult for first-time homebuyers to get into the market. And mm -hmm. I'm sure you know San Francisco along with New York and maybe Miami um, and some of these other markets, they're highly desirable to live mm -hmm. in. It's a really good, healthy place to be. So, you know, along the way of not only representing um, buyers and sellers as a real estate salesperson, moving into real estate investments and becoming a, uh, a resource for those first-time home buyers and the people that are trying to get their foot in the door in the market but can't seem to do it because of the linear kind of archaic model of 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 buying a home. Mm -hmm. So I think that's highly based on relationships and trust and integrity um, and and some creativity. Yeah. You know, looking at things a little differently, and I've always been one to go against the grain. So mm -hmm. um, I find a lot of opportunity here to kind of take that and run with it um, and hopefully, 
you know, those who are catching on can um, help me and network with me and um, make this more mainstream. Right. When you say make this more mainstream, it's like, you know, what's already uh, established in this whole real estate investment world of, like you said, the time, you know, schedule limitation and the, the budget. Um, but in order for us to integrate all the work that you are doing with circle foot or regenerative, you know, construction, uh, landscaping, and all of that is so lacking mm-hmm. in that real estate market. And, and it is really up to us to, to start creating those spaces and creating those properties, right? It's true. It's so true. And um, I, I like to use the metaphor of, um, you know, voting. Mm-hmm. Um, when, uh, when we're so um, at wit's end with a, uh, a dual party system or a two party system, um, it's like you're picking the lesser of the evils almost. Mm-hmm. And that's when you just put your foot down and say, I'm going to run. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick up. I'm going to be the change. And that's the go-getting attitude that I really want to emphasize here because when something's not working and nobody's changing it, well, you got to get up and you got to do it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah. nobody's going to do it. Yeah. 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 So Circle Foot is going to be expanding. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, to a degree, I'd say. Um, it's it's a uh, it's a 500-year plan I have, Zoom, okay. and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, it endures time. Yes, indeed. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much, Diego. Uh, I would like you to tell us uh, where people can find you. Absolutely. They can find us at circlefoot.com. Um, and they can call us directly at 650-740-4778, or they can email us at info at circlefoot.com. And I highly recommend visiting his website. It's beautiful, and you you will get inspired. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Diego. This was the Izumi Thanks, Tanaka Izumi. with Home Green Homes podcast. And until the next episode.